Hey guys, it's Liz Kelly. We have a new podcast launching this week exclusively on Spotify with Chris Ryan and Chuck Klosterman called Music Exists. Here's the trailer. Hello, this is Chris Ryan. I'm an editor at TheRinger.com. Hello, this is Chuck Klosterman. I'm a friend of Chris Ryan and The Ringer. And this is Music Exists, a podcast where we talk about how we think about music. Yeah, this is not a podcast where we tell you what music to listen to or we necessarily comment on what's happening in the culture right now or what you should be listening to tomorrow before your friends do. This is a podcast about thinking about music even when it's not playing. Yeah, how does music shape the world you see around you, the world you feel around you? How does it make you feel about yourself? Yeah, particularly if the music that makes you feel things about yourself is Steely Dan or Black Sabbath. Or Radiohead. Yeah, that happens. That comes up a lot. Music Exists, a podcast about Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Available exclusively on Spotify. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Russ Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to them. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I am in Los Angeles. And when I come to Hollywood, when I come to La La Land, I gotta get a celebrity friend to hang out with me. Of course, sitting next to me at the table, Skylar Aston. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm happy to see you. The one and only. Yeah. Star of, uh, what's it called? Jane's Z- Extraordinary Zo- Playlist. Zoe's Extraordinary <laughs> Playlist. But Jane's the actress that plays it. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which is amazing, apparently. Yes, people like it. People um, like it. I'm excited. I haven't watched it. I'm embarrassed, but I'm, I'm gonna watch it. No, watch no, it's my, fine. I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, um, it's not like I have any wrestling to watch. I was about anything. to say, if, if if it's a Wednesday, God forbid. <laughs> I got my the most interesting wrestling conversations I have on a regular basis are like, what is the right day to do a wrestling podcast? And right. that's, but it's just like everything is advanced math with this wrestling schedule now. Yeah, it's tough. The Friday thing is tough, um, and it just sucks because I love I I really deeply enjoy SmackDown almost every week, mm-hmm. and then by the the day I'm time I'm recording a podcast, it's like ancient history. Well, yeah, something actually happened on SmackDown, and we were just trying to recap it, and I was like, oh, I actually cannot remember. I think I might I might have written it down, but something happened that I was pretty pumped about. And again, like it's 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 tough to keep track, but that's just because we're covering on an on on a podcast. Well, I'm sure you're talking about Seamus uh, squashing yes. Shorty G and Apollo Crews. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, I'm a big fan. I mean, there's a lot of ways SmackDown is like a little bit of like an old-fashioned show. And we'll talk about the important stuff. John Cena is coming back to SmackDown. Yes. Uh, we'll just talk about that up top because that's the big news. I mean, that's at least something interesting to think about. Do yes. we believe that he's wrestling at WrestleMania? Uh, I, by the way, what I was going to talk way, you're, about, you're I'm, good friends with John Cena. Yes, we've I've had s- dinner. <laughs> I've seen photos of you together. Yes, I couldn't see him, but we had dinner. 
Uh, he 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 was great, actually. Uh, he's exactly what you would think John Cena would be like. He's a bit measured, but yeah. also just like a, a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Like once he drops his guard, you know. Yeah. Um. But oh, I think by the way, the thing I wanted to mention was Hulk Hogan and Bray Wyatt. I thought oh it was yeah, really really cool. Yes, we will um, talk about that. But yeah, yeah, the Cena thing. I don't know if he's doing. I th- I think he's going to unfortunately do a spot at Mania. Uh, rather than a full on match, like he'll like he'll have a he'll run to the ring and and do bury the fire Eric Rowan or something. Eric, I was gonna say Eric Rowan, <laughs> poor guy. By the way, also what is in that damn thing that he's carrying around? I don't even think they know at this point. I think it's almost a certainty that they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they didn't know, and it was just sort of like we'll figure out something funny, and then they did that little blood gimmick blood one week, and that then they painted themselves into a corner, yes. and now there can't be an answer. They literally painted themselves yeah. with red paint <laughs> exactly. into a corner. Like there's no there there is no fulfilling a- answer. Right. It was some sort of a caged animal that's obviously biting or something, and yeah. then they just now he just arbitrarily is holding a cage with a random blood stain in the corner. Yeah, because once you, it's like a horror movie. It's like if you do a bad, you can't, you can't, if you don't design the monster well, right. then it's, the movie's terrible. And the mystery's over, so you don't even care anymore. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Um, and then, you know, he got beaten by Aleister Black this week, so I don't it know sure if it's, did. I think that push is kind of. It was kind a good of, match. It was a great match. Well, I mean, uh, it was big for Aleister Black, of course, to not just have him beating um, the Sanity guy again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Aleister Black needs a real feud. Yeah. And so that was good. That definitely made him look strong, but it definitely did not do anything great for Eric Rowan, who I heard they were giving some sort of a push or going to definitely do something with that whole... They sure seem to be trying. Yeah. Back to John yes, Cena. Yes, John though. Cena. You think he's just going to do a little... He's going to have like a, a a moment at WrestleMania, but not a mat, not a feud, a big feud leading up to that in a 20-minute WrestleMania match. I just think that he's got so many movies that wouldn't ensure him, really, for the for a full-blown match. But then again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I want to I measure my expectations. Already, I'm disappointed that they announced he was going to be there. I know that that's the day and age we live in, and that's the way to get ratings. But, like, come on. That's, like, one of the few pops now, when you take when you take someone off off TV for that long. Like, that would be a big pop. I would... It, if I get a text saying like on a Friday night saying John Cena's on SmackDown, are you watching? That might be one of like the five things that could realistically happen that would make me like flip, turn run, it on, run to the television, like right. find a TV. I also just feel like we are marks also yeah. who are who love it Dude. no matter what. So I think they're they're just trying. I mean, I, I get why they do it. It's just like, really? You're gonna he's been off for that long and you're just gonna be like, in three weeks, yeah. John Cena. Um, so I'm already disappointed, and that's why my expectations are managed. Um, I could see who who's available, like to work with him. Yeah, like who do you who do you think? There's like Elias has been thrown around, Elias but did they do a program? Easy. I mean, somebody after after backstage last night, somebody suggested they just like just give it to Keith Lee, just do Keith Lee versus John Cena and like a okay. passing of the torch. Well, I mean, really wouldn't be a straight up torch passing, but you know right. what I mean. Um, match of mutual respect. By the way, Keith Lee is. Unbelievable. My favorite person in the world. It's been well established, but right. um, they did great work with him on backstage. Mm-hmm. They do good. They, I mean, it's a good show. They yes. do good stuff on that show. I mean, but it's, you know, it's not, um, it's, you know, it's not in kayfabe. So it's like, right. it's not as necessary to like the weekly goings on or whatever. But like, um, they did, they did, they made him look great. He made himself look great. Yeah. He's, he's got, he's got the whole thing. And oh. he's, and he's, you know, it's clear that they love him. Yes. It's clear that they love him. And, you know, they got to be smart enough to know that they don't have 10 years of Keith Lee. So That's true. They gotta, I mean, the... 
When I it would be interesting him, to see. It'll be interesting to see if he finds what, what he ends up doing that on WrestleMania weekend this year. Do you think he'll be a part of the show, or do you think he'll part, be a part of Takeover? I mean, on I mean, I think obviously the odds are in favor of Takeover, right? But I think I just think that he's sitting right there is just a really easy call up if you need a dance partner for John Cena, or you right. need, you want one other moment on the show. That, it wouldn't surprise me if he. I mean, he's not a. If he were a heel, it'd be a little bit easier. But you know, I mean, there. I think that. You know, a surprise heel NXT run in and WrestleMania is is totally fair game. Yeah. Also, it's like it's an if it's an even an equal brand. Why are we even doing Takeover? That's true. I know. I, I mean, I know why we're doing Takeover because like I, it, it makes Takeover a very special thing. But right, but the Survivor Series thing really blows up every like division that they had. Yeah. And I like when they do it. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Wrestling for the NXT championship, probably on the mania card. Oh yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing. I don't think they'll do the same thing with the North American belt for Keith Lee. Also, I just find that two baby faces. I just feel like John, what, what, what would John Cena have to gain from that match? They're going to cheer Keith Lee because they're going to want to see the impossible. I don't think he's ready for a passing of the torch yet. I would like to see him wrestle Triple H for a career-ending match. Oh, that's fun. Then again, I don't want to see either of them go away. Yeah, then again, that match has to be 25 minutes. Yeah. And, and like a lot of that is just like grueling, mm-hmm. rolling on the ground or, you know, I don't know. That, I mean, that would be a really fun feud, though. I don't know, man. Because you can, you can really... I love Triple H on the mic so much and especially when he gets to shoot as like CEO and talk about like eight years ago. Yeah. You know, I feel like he'll he'll dig some stuff up about John Cena and he'll probably talk about how John used to talk about The Rock being a part-timer and I really think it could get very meta. And I always always like a good meta storyline. What if they did sort of like a throwback to the days of like No Holds Barred and did Cena versus Vin Diesel at WrestleMania? I mean, that would be tremendous. (laughs) Can they do that? How much money? What's Vin Diesel's asking price for a WrestleMania match? I would want to see The Rock versus Vin Diesel in a shoot match <laughs> at WrestleMania, since they seem to love oh, each other so much. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so, I mean, John Cena is one hundred percent like when you like split up when you break up with with somebody, and then the next thing she's like hanging out with someone who looks conspicuously like you. That's right. That's right. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I mean, and, and then if you're John Cena, if you're, you know, dating my ex, you don't say no. No. You, know, you don't say no to that situation. But, you know, as long as you go in knowing the truth and that's cool. Also, I just feel like there's such an undeniable amount of eyeballs on that franchise. Like, why wouldn't he? And by the way, it looks great. Yeah. And I think he looks great in it. And yeah. I think it's actually going to do wonders for him. It's like, it, I mean, and everybody comes out looking better than when they went in. They come out more famous and more wealthy and more, and like, you know, you go in as a heel, you come out as a baby face. Yep. It's like the his most hair is finally formula. making yeah. sense. Yeah, I feel like it finally is past the awkward phase. <laughs> it is. The weird thing to me, and this is so far afield from wrestling, but it's weird that like Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious in general sort of like staked out this territory as this post-racial sort of future that Vin Diesel's like, nah, I'm white. Like yeah, that right, storyline right, is right. just like, no, I, I come he's from a, the same stock as, as John Cena. He's Italian. Yeah. One last ride. So John Cena's coming back. Yes. Well, with, with all the hype built up, they haven't told us what he's going to do. It would really be a letdown if he was like, I'm the host of WrestleMania uh, Orlando. By the way, <laughs> I would not be surprised if he's the host and does it and calls out Elias and, you know, just gives him an attitude adjustment. Yeah, it's true. 
What what's it, what's the deal with Elias? I'm a little washed well, he was up hurt on his... for a minute, and they the part of the weirdness was that they had him on TV because they could use him even when he was hurt. Right. So they just had him singing and stuff. And did they have him go over? I want to say Cesaro or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, they had him and him and Braun were going up against Cesaro and Nakamura, I think. But so he I pinned think, Cesaro. Yeah. I mean, I mean Cesaro's. I know. He's got a very specific role at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that. Elias is, um, he's incredibly talented. He's got a lot of charisma. He's got a lot of that it stuff that people, you know, um, always try to create and they can't. But I, and he's, I mean, he, he is a very WWE sort of guy. Yeah. He may be the first WWE guy who's like a product of WWE and everything else who's actually going to be screwed because he can't wrestle like an indie guy. That's the problem. He can't keep up. I think his gimmick also has a ceiling. I'm over it a well, little bit. the music bit. gimmicks always do. Yeah. As you know. As sure. A, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> just right. Kidding. That's why I didn't go to WWE and I decided to be an actor. Uh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I really, but I really, I think that for him though, it's an easy pivot. Now mm-hmm. listen, the crowd's always, it's always going to be such an easy pop to be, to go out and sing his song, his same right. song every week. And that's hard for WWE or for him as a performer to put down. But if you wanted to have him stop doing that and just become like a regular wrestler, it's it's he could dress the same way. You right. know, he can I mean he's not he's one degree away from just like an irritating tough guy. That's true. You know? And and you give him a little bit more style. I mean, I think like a way to pivot from that too is like give him an electric guitar. Now it all it sounds different. We're in different genre. Uh-huh. It's more uh it, it's 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 more like hardcore rock. And then he should just start doing annoying musical genres. You know what I mean? So it's just really annoying, like a polka thing. Oh, polka would be fantastic. You know what I mean? Have someone come out with an accordion and you're just like, oh my God, this is awful. Until he just becomes the thing that just wants to piss people off. And then you can get away from the music. What if he did like the like the lead singer who has a guitar but doesn't really play the guitar gimmick where he That's... just like hits an open chord and then just like the guitar slides around to his back while he like sings into the microphone? That's a great gimmick. And then slowly he'll just lose the mic. The, the he'll then mime a guitar, mm-hmm. and then it's gone. Um, yeah, that could be really good. Who are some obvious heels on SmackDown that we're not thinking of? Uh, I guess Sheamus is a heel. That could be. I mean, I don't, we don't really know what he's doing. Not unlike something they'd they'd think of with I mean, this new Sheamus push. Is there any reason why you wouldn't do? If if it's John Cena just has to like beat somebody up for the crowd to go wild, I'm honestly I think like Sami Zayn is number one or number oh, yeah. two on the list. But I'm talking now instead of a spot, more of a match. Like he like announces, it's, it's a it's a match, but it's really we're, we're, let's not get our hopes up. That's or right. Our, it's going to be a seven minute match where Sami Zayn or Nakamura or someone gets him off. I mean, Corbin and, is a real easy. one. I know. He just got but he buried him bottom. in every way. He took away his uh, briefcase, didn't he? At SummerSlam, didn't he bury oh. him in Brooklyn all those years ago? But I just think, they, they, listen, Baron Corbin is an endlessly renewable resource. That's true. Him. He's very good. He's very good at being, he was very good at being rock-bottomed by The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, could, he could pull this off. And I think he's an easy pick. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it seems like we, 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 can kind of, we can kind of make a lot of guesses about what the WrestleMania card is going to look like. I'm guessing like the Miz and John Morrison are going to have something else to do. Right. But, that, but like, you know, Miz and Cena is easy to reheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like those two guys who think that they're movie stars. Like, I like Against that. a real movie star. I like that. They did just have a, yeah, they just did have a mini match. What was that, two or three years ago? Yeah. In the mixed tag match? Yeah. 
And then before that, they made it. It was longer than that. I just assume that everything that I can remember is actually, I mean, everything that seems recent is actually five years ago. You'd be surprised. I think it was like three years ago. Maybe three years, yeah. It was maybe the one before New Orleans? But yeah, that, I mean, that's easy. I mean, anything with John Cena, almost everything is a reheat, right? Yes. Because almost everything. Um, I mean, you could also, yeah, I mean, you could just do anything with him. Yeah, I you agree. Just give him, like, put Otis in that match or something, you know? I mean, there's, you could do anything. It could actually be cool if he does run it back with Miz, but, like, you know, uh, uh, Morrison's Miz's heater, and then you could have someone fun in John Cena's like, corner. Like Vin Diesel. Like Vin Diesel? <laughs> like Vin Diesel? Or even, like, just for no reason, I mean, this would screw up, uh, you know, heavy machinery, but someone like an Otis. Just, like, that would just be funny. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just some guy is a super fan of John Cena, and that's, like, a fun thing to play with, too. And so, you know, there could be some business going on outside with Morrison and whoever that person is. Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, WrestleMania's booked. Yeah, Let's done. move on. Um, what else do we know that we're going to see? I mean, you mentioned Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. You know, now that you say that, that is it possible that they just like throw that on takeover, takeover just to main event star it? power, like main event takeover? I think there's very possible. And well, I think I that that won't be decided until like that week, probably. I mean, takeover. So we just had takeover on Sunday. We can talk, we run through all that stuff. Yes. There was a great card. It was unbelievable. Um, you know, Keith Lee and Dijakovic have, have kind of like it's like they're they're in that weird that incredible zone where it's always like there's a part of you that's like I know I've seen a little bit of this before but that's fine because some there's some people seeing it for the first time right. but it always still feels fresh and new and like compelling. I was we? watching it with Dipperstein and we were thinking the same exact thing. We're like Mage, we have no reason to be like on the edge of our seats, but yeah. we are. They have undeniable chemistry, and I honestly would not. I want to see it eventually on at WrestleMania. Yeah, like I, for, I think that'll happen. What do you think of Dijakovic? Do you think he's a star? I think it's a. It, I think it's hard to tell. I, agree. I think that. Uh, it's weird because I used to always say that like I, I need to see him standing next to Randy Orton, <laughs> but that was mostly about the smaller guys. Right. I just sort of need to see him in a raw ring and just, just not not size or anything else like that. I just want to see how he feels. Yeah, like, under presence the, under and, the big spotlight. Yes. Um, you know he has got a. They kind of package him with a little bit of a gimmick when he in NXT, and it'll be interesting to see how much of that sort of he sticks with. And but I, I think, mean, I think that they repackage him for Raw. Yeah, I mean, it's he's a he's an interesting proposition because uh, he might need to cook in NXT for a while. I think if so. He doesn't if he doesn't really catch on, and he is a, and and. It would be very if he doesn't catch if he doesn't catch fire, it'll be easy to repackage or you know repackaging him will be on the table. Sure, and I don't think any of us particularly want the Dijakovic that like Vince repackages. No, it'll be like so Polish for no reason. Mm-hmm. I think, or just, or even if he's like, what if he's just like a fucking like Russian soldier from right. the eighties or whatever? Like it could, be, I mean, it could be. It's just going to be bad. That's what I'm saying. It'll yeah. be so racist, and you're right. They'll probably me- mess with the cultures. Um, I, what's weird is, yeah, you're right. When you watch him with Keith Lee, it's a, it's a two stars, mm-hmm. but thinking about him with like Adam Cole or even like Johnny Gargano, you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'd need to see it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've never really, then you're like, Hmm, I don't really know how he is on the mic too much. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see soon. Yeah. I mean, certainly when he was bef- pre NXT, I mean, obviously they're putting him and Keith Lee together and there's a lot of like, they're very, very close neck and neck to that whole feud. You know, Keith Lee had a lot going for him, but but Dijakovic 
Dijak, whatever, back in the day, like always just felt like he matched him. I mean, even in ter- almost in terms of charisma and they got to just sort of find that, find the right key for him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, every, oh, there are so many good matches on this. I mean, NXT the Adam show. Cole Ciampa match was insane. Was, the Finn Balor Gargano match. That was Finn Balor's best match since he won the t- the championship. He there. is on another level in NXT. It's the best thing that could have ever happened to him. Such a good, yeah, I know. It's really amazing. And that, and, 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 and uh, TakeOver really sealed the deal on that. But so, but maybe, so maybe WrestleMania weekend will have Ciampa Gargano and then like Cole Finn for the title. Ooh, that sounds good. And then maybe, but then the expectation, I guess, will be that Cole would lose and get called up or something like that. But maybe, and maybe he'll just stay there forever. Who knows? But then, oh my, but if you give the belt to Finn, he's in NXT for a very long time because he's the longest champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's easy ways to book around that, but. It'd be tough. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough if you give it to Finn, but who knows? Maybe he'll be there. Um, and then the Broserweights won those tag team championships from the Undisputed Era. Um, I've been a long time not all the way there on Matt Riddle guy. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't talk about it that much because one, I feel like I, it's not really a hill I want to die on. Sure. And also, and, and also, and I just don't like to be like, I'd rather talk about things I'm super into. Sure. Um, the weird thing about TakeOver was that a lot of people sort of came out of the woodwork to implicitly say they weren't all the way there on Matt Riddle either because they're all just like, finally, I see it. Right. right? Like, because he had just one of the greatest matches. Yes. I mean, he's like so good. He's so very good. Um, he does just get a little bit of full sale heat, I think, which is probably what you're sensing. Mm-hmm. You know, people love to love him. He came from the indies, the barefoot thing. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when he's full time WWE and how that works. Yeah, I mean, a listen, lot of the guy has heat. all the tools. Yes. He has every easy. He's bodied every, up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's just a matter of like, you know, I think what really pisses people off too about the, because some people love the fact that he goes after Goldberg and Brock and stuff. And there's some people who are online who are just mad. And I'm not that mad about it. But I think that it all sort of ties together. It's like he's not, it's just, it's all sort of like, it's hard to take it. It's hard to to, to see him call out. Goldberg and just be like oh well he's a wrestler he's working because there's nothing working about his presence about his personality it's right. all just like him right you know well that's the thing there's nothing to grab onto like you, you they're not going to make that match you know that you know Goldberg's not going to agree to it and it's not happening so when I read that online I'm like all right yeah that's that's cool but it's mm-hmm. just kind of it gets filed into the category of just noise mm-hmm. because because it's just fun for the fans to get excited and everyone's wondering but it's it, it won't pay off and I know everyone gets worked and it's like the easiest way to say, you know, when Brock Lesnar backstage is like, look, buddy, stop mentioning me because we're never we're, we're never going to work together. Mm-hmm. So everyone goes, well, now they're for sure going to work together. Yeah. But actually, I kind of think that that may I think there's like I think Goldberg or I like to call him Sergeant takes himself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I think those guys are like actually that old school mentality and like they will they will die on that hill. Mm-hmm. I do. I think like I could see Brock Lesnar be like, absolutely no way am I working with that kid. Fuck that guy. He's got no respect and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I could actually see that going down. Yeah, sure. Speaking of Goldberg, we're talking, we're, this is like our the SmackDown episode of the mm-hmm. show. Um, Goldberg is going to Saudi Arabia to take on The Fiend. Uh, the Fiend had a run in with, like you, like you mentioned, Hulk Hogan, a video run in with yeah. Hulk Hogan this week that was, I guess, building up the Goldberg feud. Right. Uh, I think Meltzer reported that like Goldberg's like quarter hours are just like head and shoulders above everything else that WWE does. His, like every oh, time okay. he's on TV, the ratings just shoot through the roof. Yeah. And 
it makes me wonder. I mean, listen, Brock Lesnar, whatever you think about him being the champ, is a good, puts on good matches and, you know, can can hold down a WrestleMania main event and whatever and else. I think you're insane if you don't see that at this point. Yeah. From what he's done this year. But there is a, there is the distance between an everyday guy who can, the difference between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar in terms of what you get from them. Let's just say that that's 10 miles. I'm just saying the distance between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg right now is much closer than the distance between Seth Rollins and, and, and Lesnar. Yes. Like, if you, all of this is a long way of saying, if you can rationalize having Lesnar be your longtime champ, why don't we just make Goldberg the SmackDown champ? Like, why can he not be the champ for a year? I'm not saying he should. Yeah. I'm just saying, what's the, what's the disconnect? He, he's, he's, he's more over than anybody on that show. Let him be the champion. Do you think he's more over because A, he's a babyface, B, because it's a lot of the entrance, mm-hmm. and because he has two moves? Well, that's that's why old Goldberg was originally over. Now I think right. he's over because he was just over in the early 2000s. Right. I mean, that's it. It's like if Stone Cold Steve Austin was wrestling, he would be over too. Yes, of course. I, I have an interesting take on this because I, even being uh, a Jewish male, uh, I'm not the hugest Goldberg mark. When I was Oof. a kid, when I was a kid, I used, your people. I, it's awful. It's awful. I I used to pop for him huge. I I love. I used to flip manually from Nitro to Raw, and I loved all the Goldberg matches. But I think, uh, in hindsight, I just realized that he was like kind of a dangerous performer. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like a lot of people blame him for ending Bret Hart's run in mm-hmm. WCW. Uh, so, and also just, I watch all those 24s and those, those things. And like, I, for one, am very, like, I think it's very sweet to see, but how nervous Batista gets, mm-hmm. but like Goldberg on the other end, mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to relax, bro. A little Goldberg bit. ends up ble- like cutting himself open every yes. time he goes out. Cause he's so amped up. I agree. I think he's, da- I think he's like a bit dangerous. I-, I get the nostalgia act, but I think that that would run very dry, very quickly. If they were to put a belt on him the way they have with Lesnar, they'd be over. I think Lesnar actually, uh, you would see if, if there, if we could actually see that through, I think we would, we would see why it's more successful with Lesnar. Yeah. I think the, I think that you're right. I mean, I think that there's a real like the, I asked the question knowing there was an obvious answer, but still, it's a uh, it's it's interesting. I think that match goes one of three ways. I think there's it's, the Saudi Arabia match. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think it's two spears and a jackhammer, which I don't think will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there could be some Roman chicanery. You get like the double spear. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other version? I I thought. Oh yeah, I think the fiend can go over. Um, with some sort of otherworldly finish where it's not the mandible claw with the insane cartoonish amount of blood coming out of Seth Rollins' mm-hmm. mouth, but there's some seizure, some barbed wire, something that happens with electrical something where yeah. you see Goldberg, like you're like, oh my God, a human being could not sustain that. And it's so gimmicked and so like TV'd so silly. that it doesn't get Goldberg. All he's doing is literally shaking his body and taking no damage. Yeah. I could see that happening. And if it has a really cool look, um, everyone comes off strong in that. I mean, it feels like Goldberg has to lose, but you're right. Yeah. Like getting to the loss is is. An it wouldn't not journey. be a Vince idea to have Roman versus Goldberg and the Spear versus the Spear at Mania. I Just know. saying, on a long Mania card that has long matches, and we need one that's only going to be you know that's going to be. But quick. then you have no. Oh, you mean for the title? For the title. Yeah. And Roman goes over Goldberg. 
Yikes. And you died a little inside just then because you realized that that is possible. That's what I'm saying. I think it's totally possible. I think it's really fe- I think Goldberg versus Roman Reigns could main event WrestleMania yes. and justifiably so. Yeah. Yeah. They have the same move. It's just it's upsetting, isn't yeah. it? It's an upsetting thing. Maybe we make, can we work towards Roman versus Goldberg with the Fiend as special guest referee? That would be phenomenal. I'm actually here for that. Also, what do you hate more? Roman going over the Fiend clean at WrestleMania or Roman going over Goldberg clean at WrestleMania? I like Roman Goldberg better. Right? <laughs> so maybe it is our saving grace. Let's book it. Right? You put the Fiend in a match with Daniel Bryan again. They have like an epic thing. I love that strap match. Yeah. I think they have great chemistry. Would you want to see that again going into Mania, maybe for the belt, or it's Roman? I think it's got to be. Well, Roman. Roman's going in the chamber, actually. Yeah, we saw that leak. So the whole damn match leak. Yeah, that's because they announced the the main events like for ticket holders in that in that town. Is that what it is? Yeah. So, so it was actually some local news channel. It was just like you know four kind of jabronis and Roman in the chamber. And you're like, well, I don't think it's going to be <laughs> It's Bobby Roode, guys. It's Bobby, <laughs> yeah. Definitely Bobby Roode. Take the long shot bet, make some money. Um, speaking of WrestleMania, how do, you feel, how do you think they're doing with Drew McIntyre over on Raw? Uh, he's hotter than anything. I was actually at Raw, uh, not this past Monday, but the one before. And I, I think it's great. Uh, the crowd was scorching hot for him. Uh-huh. He looks unreal. I think he's doing a good job. What... <sighs> Is it weird that he's not, I mean, I know that there's the, the, like the last hour of Raw isn't necessarily like the hottest hour ratings wise, but is it weird that that they're still like kind of main eventing with Seth Rollins and Kevin Mm -hmm. Owens and Samoa Joe and letting, I mean, Drew doesn't have anyone to feud with most of the time. That's right. I mean, you can have him, yeah, he went over MVP. I mean, you can put him against more main event type guys, but it's just not leading anywhere. I think I think they're doing right by him. I think having him come out in a leather jacket and Claymore is someone over the top rope is what... And honestly, just him pointing to that sign, there's something about like the Tampa Bay pirate-looking sign with like a Scottish guy that kind of sounds like a pirate mm-hmm. just a little bit that kind of works for like the baby-faced Tampa Bay-like yeah. guy. I don't think... Uh, do you think he goes over it, man? I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, listen, I think every year the, you, I mean, I don't think that Drew McIntyre was like penciled in a year ago, no. but I think every year, whatever's penciled in is Brock Lesnar losing. Right. right. I mean, the, the, the idea, the hope is that we have a baby face who's so over that they can take down Brock Lesnar. Right. At WrestleMania. So I think it's feasible. Yeah. Um, you know, it's certainly like, the thing is, you can't hurt Lesnar at this point. He can just keep right. coming back and winning. As long as you book the match with just a little bit of care, it's impossible to make him look bad. So why not? Why I mean, he's not lost just... to, people forget, but he's lost to Seth Rollins twice this past year. Yeah. Babyface Seth Rollins. And then, he's, and then he just has, yeah, that amazing Royal Rumble showing. And everyone's like, wow. Um, Seth Rollins, what's your... What's your love you? him. He's so love good. the jacket. Love the glove. He's unbelievable. Give him more people. As I, an actor, does it make you like happy inside when you see a wrestler who you liked anyway, like actually getting a role that they can. Yes. I think it's something I know, (laughs) I know he's comfortable with. I think the way that he was turned was really organic. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost the way that like people probably hoped that it would happen with Roman. If we Mm -hmm. boo him enough, he'll just turn heel. But Rollins just makes such a great heel. And I, I think it's, it's great work. I love the Monday night Messiah. I think he, and I think, well, I think Bray Wyatt is the best actor in all of WWE. Mm hmm. He's incredibly. He certainly got a lot of range. Yeah, yeah, so much range. But I mean, the guy hits a close up. Like he knows where that camera is. You don't know 
how zoomed in it's going to be, but he yeah. gets that timing. He knows right when to drop the line, even when he was cutting promos in the original Bray Wyatt. I mean, he always, I always thought he was the best yeah. actor. Um, but Rollins is really good. And and Rollins is such a wrestler. Like, mm-hmm. it just his look is just such a wrestler. He's doing a little bit of that Chris Jericho thing where, like, the gimmick evolves every time we see him, just yes. a little bit. Yep. And, uh, and he's interesting. Like, he's an interesting, like... I don't really care what he says, but like I'm interested in watching him talk, and certainly interested in watching him wrestle. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a, he's a he. You know, your eye sticks to Seth Rollins, and it's so it's amazing how much different it feels than the end of Babyface Seth Rollins. Yeah, especially the end. I I, I liked him when he was getting heat with the burn it down. I thought it was great. I was really happy for yeah. him that he was having that run. But yeah, it's that that hell in the cell really killed him. And his faction is cool too. I think they're great. I think they need matching gear. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, Buddy Murphy still has like flames on his like gear. I, Buddy, I mean, but congrats to Buddy Murphy for like finding an outfit that no one else was wearing, right? Which is hard in a you know wrestling world that we live in. But that's a, it, it, you know he could he could switch it up for a Can while. Can he just like tailor some of Rollins' old like re- redesign, rebuild, reclaim like gear and just throw? I that guess on? yeah. If you're the Messiah, I mean, it's like the Straight Edge. Yes. What was his name? Straight, yeah, Straight Edge Society. Yeah, like that. Like the, you, you do kind of like dress like you're, you know, there is a uniform or it would make sense for there to be a sort of culty uniform. I think so. I, I, I think they're great. I don't see full cohesion yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nice to see like more like born again Christian-y Ministry of Darkness type of vibe from them. Mm-hmm. And I think they need maybe one person, maybe a, a woman, a like Sonia sp- Deville. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that'd be great. She, he, it's the same exact, you know what? It's so fascinating because you do it the same thing that they did with Murphy. You have uh, Mandy Rose casting, finally casting Sonya aside fully. Cause I don't think that's going to end up in some Mandy Sonya feud. That's going to really like do much. So yeah. I think you do the whole Mandy singles thing with Otis and then Sonya's just pushed aside and like Rollins just happens to coincidentally have the next match. And maybe he even delegates Murphy to Sonya to recruit her. And it's like, oh hey, why God. don't you go talk to her? Oh, my God. This is this is brilliant. You know what I mean? I, I like stuff like that. That was like, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I hate being like a guy that doesn't really know how it works, saying it's not that hard. But those 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 ideas can happen. We've seen them happen successfully. It's true. What is today? Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Yes. So we got... NXT and AEW tonight. Is there anything? Are you are you keeping up with AEW? A little bit, yeah. I watch I watch as much as I can. Uh, I think like there's a tag team match with Hangman and and Omega tonight. Yeah, there's the big cage matches tonight with right. um, uh, what's it called? Cody and uh, and MJF. No, no or Warlow. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, there's some leaked pictures of this of the cage online. I mean, it's just Ooh. I just I mean that's. Is it really WCW looking? Nah, it's a little bit old school, a little bit WCW. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, you know, it's its own little thing. But you should make it blue. Yeah. Um, but yeah. just leaking photos. Fo- I mean, I'm, who knows if they did it, if someone else did it. I'm sure, sure. they But like leaking photos of a steel cage is such a great guerrilla marketing. So, so totally. Because now we're just like, you're just imagining just thoughts of foreheads being raked across the cage going through your head. You know, yes. Like, yes, I can't wait to see. And you know that there's a possibility you're going to get that. I yeah. mean, just they've they've been brutal. Uh oh, yeah. how's your have you talked on the pod at all about um Kenny Omega and the Bucks and their lack of pushing themselves? 
Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is that not just that they're not pushing him, but now there's this sort of meta storyline that's happening like outside of TV where it almost feels like Omega's, you're keeping rumors that Omega's pissed off at like, he's not, I don't think he cares. I mean, I think he bought into not getting pushed right out of the gate, but now that like the entire, it doesn't seem to be like helping anyone. No. Why? I think that Kenny Omega, I think, I think it was a real mistake only on the Omega front because I think, I understand what they're doing. But I do think you have to educate the fans a little bit about who, the, who you know, these wrestlers are, who they don't know. I mean, even starting from scratch, what their gimmick is, whatever else. But we're, this long journey is not getting the uninformed viewer closer to recognizing that Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. And that is, that is his whole gimmick. It's like, so contradictory to the way they should have done it, I think. I actually think, and, it, and it's not just for Kenny Omega. I think you can make a star so much better by actually making Kenny Omega... We're just showing who Kenny Omega is. Like, he was the biggest signing in the free agent market. Yeah. I think even in the that announcement, it was kind of a lukewarm thing. Like, yeah. Pyro wasn't ready. I mean, and that's fine because they were in their early stages. But just the way that his music sucks. He's always wearing, like, someone else's gear or merch. Like yeah. the Bucks or the Elite. And, you know, he's half joking. This guy should be coming down the ramp with a damn angel wing that looks like it was built by like Triple H honestly I, I think he should co be coming down with like a full Terminator look I think he should be so huge that like he can actually make a star that way if you establish him as this huge star that's the way to make a star have a huge feud and have the per other person go over but now you can't like retroactively tell people who have been watching for a few months Kenny Omega just be kind of mi a mid carder yeah. be like by the way Kenny Omega is actually one of the biggest stars in the world like how do you reverse engineer that no it's impossible i mean you just can't i mean what do you like he's never been the best talker like i mean cuz he hasn't had to in NJPW, right? Or uh -huh. do you disagree? Are you no, thinking no, no, more Bullet not, Club? No, I don't think he's. Like, I mean, I. He's not I, Ric Flair. Right. You know, his his promos, like at the end of NJP, was just like kind of a, a thank you for coming mm -hmm. to the wedding kind of a, a speech. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming to the wedding. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, though? I know exactly like kissing the ring, bowing. It's all very respectful, but it's not pro wrestling. It's, mm -hmm. and it's Japan for sure, but yeah. it's definitely not uh, TNT. Or USA, mm -hmm. so that that's just I think a little bit of a, a misstep for me. Obviously, they could figure it out, and I'm sure they have a reason. And maybe it's more long term than I realize, and I'll be admitting that I was wrong. But I I, I see it as a as a missed opportunity for sure. Yeah, I I think I think I agree with that. I mean, I I just don't honestly. I do trust. I have a man of faith in AEW, and I think most wrestling fans are probably pretty close to where I am that they seem to be getting stuff right more often than not. When they, and when, mm -hmm. they, when they swing and they miss, it does feel different. It does feel like a little bit more dramatic, like a more dramatic miss than WWE who misses a lot too. And I don't know why that is. Maybe because their expectations are high. But I do think it's totally reasonable that like we're wrong about what they're doing with Kenny Omega, that they figured this out. Like yeah. they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I just don't know that like, I mean, maybe in the over in the long term, where they're building a character that will have more longevity, whatever else. I guess for me, you know, a lot of a lot of their big cards have like every match is different. It's sort of like old ECW, you know. They have like the Cody Rhodes like old school match. They have like the High Flyer Spot Fest. They do, right. you know different things. They have the comedy match. I'm not sure why it w it wouldn't make sense just to have Kenny Omega wrestles a 40 minute classic on every card. Yeah, he doesn't even need to be in storyline. Just mm -hmm. be like. Who do like fans vote? Who do you want to see Kenny Omega wrestle? Sounds amazing, by the way. I'm and just here do that for it. every three months or whatever. I think 
that would be amazing. I think it would it would it would like it would really influence the legend of Kenny Omega mm-hmm. that you know he's only I mean he could definitely still be on TV every week but he's just comes out as this just the best wrestler yeah. like who's going to beat me and then you could do that whole meritocracy thing um where you know wins and losses matter which I know hasn't been that successful for them uh but there could be an actual legitimate tournament to see who's going to face Kenny Omega it doesn't even it. have to be for a belt it's just like it's true who's um, going to get that golden ticket cuz he's not that young like he doesn't have you know what I mean? Yeah. It's true. I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, but but go, coming back around to you should always say something positive about AEW because I love the show. I just say yes. it's like for some reason, like in, like just having like discussing it is so much more interesting than discussing WWE, you know, well, like because it's closer to the way we would do things. Yeah, That's why true. even the way we're talking about Omega, like a lot and of And like people, I said, when they get something wrong, you're just like you feel it. Yes. You know, and you and when they get something right, you're like high fiving your neighbors or whatever. But like this, I mean, there's a steel cage match tonight that's like I'm excited about. I'm yeah. actually excited about something on weekly, on like a weekly wrestling television show. Well, that's because I mean, look at the people involved. First, I think the MJF Cody feud's amazing, and I think Cody mm-hmm. is like compare right now Cody and Kenny, and in just AEW terms, there is such a it's 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 main eventer versus the guy that's in the six man. Well, you're talking teams. about not pushing, you know, like you know, the, Cody and the you know whatever. I mean, they're obviously the the founders are kind of taking a backseat, helping build other people, but Cody and the Bucks too have space carved out yes right absolutely um and they don't need the belt in the sense that like you we're still doing very interesting like main eventy stuff with these guys anytime you put the bucks together with uh you know phoenix and seattle Mero, yeah. it's unbelievable and even and even hangman page is like got the little gimmick where he's not really in the elite and now yep. he's like now he's a drinking man or whatever I mean they're they're like finding fun things to do with him too yeah. like cool th- interesting things to develop that character so anyway we'll see well, they'll probably turn him on Omega and then that will probably be Omega's first like big feud yeah what do you think about Moxley though do you think Moxley's gonna be the champ do you think he's gonna beat Jericho I don't know actually I mean cause that's a to go in that direction and again I see I was about to say so early but like you know they, they they've done a pretty straightforward job of like just doing the big match like they're not hesitating they're not waiting yeah. for Wrestlemania two years from now or whatever their Wrestlemania is going to be Don't. but if you are thinking in terms of slightly longer term booking mm-hmm. they have um, the Vegas show when is that in the summer mm-hmm. okay so that's a while um, do you have Moxley entering in as the champion for that or do you keep Jericho till then and even maybe do a rematch that Moxley has to kind of start all the way and that's when Moxley wins yeah maybe I mean who knows I think it makes it. It wouldn't make. I mean, it, there's a there's a big argument for not giving him the title, but but Moxley's like freaking over, man. He's hugely over. Um, can't believe it. Revolution. Uh, and it's in Chicago. Oh, so that means that we're going to see CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk will definitely be the next AEW champion. He heard it here first. Um. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's just interesting. I mean it'll be it's a it's an interesting lesson in just sort of like where we are in the pro wrestling world because Jericho the Jericho is champ angle is very old school. Yeah, but we just I mean there's no way they're going to do Jericho as champ for two years or whatever <laughs> like they would have done in the '80s, you know, or like the even... no. But it does get his faction over and mm-hmm. they feel threatening because they got the belt and they got the champagne and I think I think it weakens uh, the inner circle just a little bit when he does lose. Yeah. So I mean, and like what's with Jake Hager? He's finally wrestling his first match versus uh, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Which is I, the wrong person to put him up against. Because I agree. like, now Jake Hager doesn't look like a giant anymore. 
he barely looks like a giant when he's next to Sammy Guevara. I mean, I jury's still out for me with uh, Jake Hager in AEW. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and when they bring in Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whatever, when they start, and 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 as they have brought in some other big dudes, um, Jake Hager's kind of individuality sort of. Luke goes, Harper must be bigger than him. Or they're maybe or the same, the same size. But Luke, yeah. I would guess Luke Harper's a little bit bigger. Um, he feels bigger to me. Anyway, it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to like, it, I don't know. It's easier and it's 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 fun to talk about that. Yeah, show. yeah. I do love a Good job on them. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about what it was like to work with Bobby Lashley and Lana in case you guys didn't see it? Well, uh, yeah, I had a tough ride, an interesting little run-in with those two. Uh, everybody knows me and Lana go way back. She was actually the dance captain in the first Pitch Perfect movie. And uh, we were kind of talking backstage and Bobby got all upset and uh, thought I was making moves on uh, just an old friend of mine and got in my face, scared the man, crap out it, of me. It looked, and a little bit, looked a little bit familiar, man. I've got to be honest with you. With me and Lana? Yeah. Well, look, we used to dance. What can I say? We both are dancers in our, in our prime. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but he was, he was actually, uh, he let me off the hook, ended up being a really nice guy. Uh, it was really cool to be back there and kind of see all the inner workings and all the promos being, you know, done. Yeah. And it was, it was really cool. How scary was he in person? Very. Who of all the people you saw back there was the most physically frightening? Drew looked incredible. Not frightening, just I couldn't stop staring. I yeah. think my mouth was on the floor. It's so weird how, like, those types of people who are probably, like, our age or younger, mm-hmm. we just look at them like they're, like, grown men and we're just boys. It's really, wrestling, wrestlers, <laughs> athletes, too. I mean, pro athletes, but, like, I mean, wrestlers are, are really weird like that. Especially yeah. now that I'm older than so many of them. But I still feel like maybe someday that'll yeah. be me. I yeah. still feel like a little kid dreaming of being in the wrestling ring. Sure. And when you and I'm like when you, and I can't say that say the same for every wrestler because some of them you're like oh wow I'm actually taller than this person than Ricochet you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you would expect that but yeah there are just some some body dudes over there that you're like Jesus I yeah. am absolutely scared yes Rollins looked amazing he just looks like he's so in like he was he was around even after the main event just like in this little like sectioned off area just still talking through the match like almost like giving notes or just kind of like saying what happened and huh. like how it could be better and I think he was talking to Murphy and it was just unbelievable to watch it was like I don't want to get too close because I don't want to hear what was actually being said Yeah, but you could tell there was like a there's a veteran he's he's uh, he likes where he's at and I think he's and I think that's the thing you, you, you obviously could tell where he's he's clearly um one-upping himself every week. Mm-hmm. There's just like some new evolution of his character. Yeah. Well, shit, I got to get out of here soon. Jim, do you want to do a couple of Twitter questions before we leave? Uh, sure. What's going on, Jim? What's going on? No, he'll produce he'll producer Jim is like, decided to come join us at the table. Uh, woke me up. He just ascended Alistair Black style from the back. Oh, yeah, I had um, music ready. Shit. Hey. When I walked in. Anyway. Fantastic work. <laughs> Here's a good question from JJ the Great. Mm-hmm. Wants to know who of the following would be WWE Hall of Famers if their career ended right now? Ooh, I like this. Okay. Yeah. Sami Zayn. No. No. Although he is one of my guys. I love him. Mm-hmm. Cesaro. No. No. Samoa Joe. Closer. 
You could definitely make the case for if you wanted to if if you wanted to induct Samoa Joe based on his entire TNA run, yeah, yeah, body of work, then yeah. If there was an if there was like whatever we're in Samoa Joe's hometown or for WrestleMania or you know, but if he got like one more big, all he needs is like one title. He just needs a title for like That's five it. minutes, literally. Isn't Coco Beware in the whole thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, so is Hillbilly Jim. I mean, this is we really, <laughs> yeah. So is Kid Rock, by the way. Um, what about Finn Balor? I think so. First Universal Champion. First Universal Champion, longest running NXT champion, definitely. I mean, it's so impractical because, like, of all of the people that you mentioned, if Finn Balor, like, blew out both of his knees, they would still bring him back. Like, every, like, they would find a way to have him work WrestleMania every year. You know, yes. like he's, they, there's a level of, like, obvious commitment there. Um, but yeah, sure. He's in the Hall of Fame. All right. Let's see, next one. Have you ever had a pet named after a wrestler? Oh, I did have a dog named Jake, which I could just claim was Jake the Snake, but he, the dog came with that name. Um, named him Junkyard. <laughs> I had a dog named Rocky. More about the boxer, but we could just say it was Rocky Johnson. Yeah. R.I.P.? Too young for Rocky Maivia. My, I think Rocky Maivia, actually, if anything, with the That's blue good. fringe. Um, I had a roommate who had a dog named Rowdy after Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That's really? awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, oh. Did you just ask that question so that you can yeah. tell us that? <laughs> no, I just thought of it. Because it was really a specific question. <laughs> yeah. and we were. Um, why did they switch the snaps on the title belts from buttons to Velcro? Did they? I didn't notice that. No one told me know. this. I don't know. Easier to take on and off, obviously. Because, I mean, you're talking Cost to a effective. lip-sync battle uh, winner. <laughs> I actually have a full WWE-grade belt in my, in my house. And it is difficult <laughs> to amazing. get those snaps on. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, those things are always hard. Yeah, but when it's on, man, it's like armor. <laughs> so like every day when you wear it. Yes. By the way, would it be weird if I brought it to Tampa? I, I, I you know, I'm very, very open to all sorts of, all forms of fandom, especially wrestling fandom. But I do think, I, I got to admit, it is a little bit weird that like, I, I do, I'm a little bit put off when people have the belts. Of course you have it because that's where you would wear it. But like, right. I just came out here to LA for a few days and I could barely get like the clothes that I literally needed to wear into my bag. Oh yeah. That's a huge commitment to say like, I'm dedicating most like, of my ba- luggage, like my luggage to bring a belt across the country. Well, it's Tampa. It's not going to be too hot. I don't need too many jackets. It's true. Probably wear one or two pair of shoes. Hey, by the way, I would check it separately. Don't think that it doesn't come with its own little velvet holder. You're really going to trust the WWE Universal Championship belt to like airport security. I mean, the, the baggage handlers. No offense, baggage handlers out there, but they don't know. They don't. It know does say my name on it, and you need a full screwdriver to take that off. I don't know. It's something I'm still thinking about. Just wear it all the right? time on the plane and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if I just wore it on the plane, <laughs> like under your shirt? Sir, we need you to remove your belt to go through security. Oh no problem. <laughs> yeah. Or you have it under your shirt, and when you go through the X-ray, they're like, "Uh, you got something." And you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot, champ." Did you hear Jim Ross talk about how he hated the cowboy hat when Vince told him that he had to wear it because he had to bring it everywhere, like in a certain case to oh, keep yeah. it shape yeah, and that's everything? That's tough. It's tough to that's travel. That's annoying as hell. Yeah. All right. Could you fantasy book Orange Cassidy versus The Fiend? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be interesting. What if Orange Cassidy is the leader of the Dark Order? Um, that would kind of ruin his whole gimmick. Orange Cassidy versus the Fiend. I mean, I think it's actually easier. I mean, I think the Fiend. The problem. The 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 
the fear about the fiend is that he's dangerously close to like comedy territory. Right. If you do it once, it's kind of hard to back out. Although him split screen with Hulk Hogan is not that far away. It's basically comedy already. Right. It definitely has a look to it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I, I like, I love Orange Cassidy. I think they've been doing a damn good job with him in AEW because like I'm still enthralled, but I don't know how you book Orange Cassidy. Well, we all know he can go. Well, of course I he mean, can he's go. I mean, he's got, he goes full clip. So I think that I would mean, probably that, right, be the but time. When, you're where... about, dude, when you fantasy book Orange Cassidy, it's like, it's like, like every championship storyline eventually like revert, like regresses to the Daniel Bryan yes movement storyline or whatever. It's like, if you book Orange Cassidy, do I get to book that he like gets serious? Like, can, yeah. do, I, do I get, he? I mean, is I, can I play that card? You have to. Well then, yeah. Okay. I think he gets fired up. I think he fires up and he, bra- and he just loses it. Yeah. And, and puts up a fight. After losing several times, mm-hmm. getting beat up, whatever. Um, yeah. You'd have to see real actual fear out of him. He wouldn't have to, he wouldn't know. So he'd try the no sell, but it would actually hurt. And then. Yeah, I would almost do like him just like run away crying, like a bully getting punched in the schoolyard or something after like the, <laughs> their first interaction. Like he does the no sell and then he just like literally gets punched in the face and he's just like, what the fuck, dude? This is wrestling. Right. This is wrestling. Yeah. He would definitely need somebody to like, he would need a notice. Yeah. That's right, man. You gotta, you know, and like hype him up. Anyway, I think we booked that yeah, pretty we successfully. Sure Perfect. Randy Hawk asks, seeing that Gargano turned heel after losing to Baylor, mm-hmm. is it possible the Fiend's effect on people he faces less even further than originally explained? Fiend beats Baylor and changes him. He beats Gargano and changes him, and now Gan- Gargano will beat someone and change him. This is such a reach. <laughs> Could you imagine? There was that story a couple weeks ago that Vince has been spending less time, like on the road. Yeah. Less. What if instead, like everyone's just, well, he's getting older. He's got the XFL to worry about. Blah blah blah. What if the truth is he's just his office is one elaborate cork board with like strings going yeah. from place oh, to place, and he's <laughs> figuring out the next like. 10 years of WWE based on all the turns that are that the fiend is directly responsible for. And Kaiser amazing if it even goes back further than just WWE and NXT randomly. Juice Robertson is like right. involved. <laughs> He's like coordinating with other indie promotions to turn people heel. The oh fiend God. is in, ch- in charge of every heel turn in wrestling. That's perfect. Good. Uh, will the rock have an actual match at WrestleMania 37? No. Okay, stupid question, John Scott's. Well, did we talk about that last week? I mean, I think that there's a. We just talked about Goldberg this week. <laughs> I think there's a Rock, like, like Rock R- Roman is a money match that may happen someday. But like, I I find it hard to imagine that. I mean, I the piece is actually falling into place would be pretty unlikely. The thing is, they're just going to pay him a billion dollars to do a Saudi Arabia match, mm-hmm. and we're going to see Rock versus HBK. You think so? <laughs> no, I don't know. But like that, that is how it has been going down with some of my favorites returns. What they should really do is like deal like with Saudi Arabia, just be like, if you, if you get to a match that big, can they not just cut a deal with the crown prince? Like, and just be like, you can have, we like, we'll put on rock versus HBK, but we are going to black it out for the broadcast. And we're only going to air it at WrestleMania. It, right. Mm. Like we all know it's pre-taped. There'll be rumors of the the, the the winner will leak out, but like it'd be great if they do a couple finishes. A couple different finishes. Oh. Saudi Arabia will be like, I'm so confused, but I don't know. They start the match over, they make go it back two to out of middle. three, and then at WrestleMania they only show the one one of the finishes. That's actually the real move. Yeah. 
Ooh. Okay, heel producer this Jim is turning babyface for the listeners. All right, next one. Uh, Derek Johnson asks, who is the best fit to join Seth and his Monday Night Messiah faction? Of everybody that's on Raw? Sure. I mentioned Sonya. I like that. I like that. I, I really like that idea. Um, I would have said Shayna Baszler. But she's actually doing okay. Yeah, because right? I would, my, I would have been a little bit. I mean, I was a little bit concerned about how that transition was going to happen. Um, I mean, you could easily do like a whatever. I mean, it, I think if we're talking about like fantasy booking, then you could put like Alistair Black in the faction just to have him turn in three months or something, and right. and you know feud with Seth. Um, but yeah, I, I actually I like your idea, Sonia. Yeah. Should Bianca Belair be added to the Mania match between Charlotte and Rhea? No, but she's right there. I mean, I think Bianca Belair could be added to, I mean, could be like on the Raw roster the day after WrestleMania. So that's, you know, I think that she's fine. She'll, she definitely deserves something, but uh, I think that match is, makes a lot more sense as a one-on-one, right? I agree. I think it thins it out. Yeah. What was your favorite year in professional wrestling? 2020, man. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a tough. I don't remember. I don't. My brain doesn't work in years. I don't know why my head just goes to 1991 because that was when I was introduced to it. Mm-hmm. Went to SummerSlam, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I go back to I go back to childhood too, but I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't think I have one year. The Hogan years, maybe 1990 when he won the Rumble. Stone Cold, NWO. Oh, yeah. I mean, 98. Yeah. I like the invasion angle of 2001. It's one of my favorite angles of all <laughs> Really brought everything together. Okay, where does TakeOvers Portland sit on your list of all-time TakeOvers? This is ranking so hard. It was very, very good. If it had been, I'll say this, if TakeOver Portland had been like one of the first three or four TakeOvers, we would probably just be sitting on top of the mountain and nobody would have the guts to depose it. Yes. But, uh... I mean, those first couple. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know. I mean, it's it's probably a top, top five, three, top, a top three. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's way up there. Well, kind of related. S. Balboa asked, "Are NXT takeovers the most consistent products in wrestling today?" Are yeah, they- and I think if anything, they're they're suffering from from consistency almost. It's like you know, I mean, you hear people grousing about like the the finisher, like the spam spamming finishers, and like the way matches kind of multiple matches in the cards sort of feel the same or whatever. I mean, that's a byproduct of consistency. Something that is consistent is that they don't normally go much over three hours, and that is very palatable. Yeah. You know who is a big believer in that? Triple H himself. Yeah. It means a lot to that guy, which is always one of those interesting things to think about. Anyway, anything else? If Charlotte wins the NXT Championship at WrestleMania, does it count towards her attempt at beating Ric Flair's 16 title reign? Yes. I just think it does. I think that if if we're counting then it only benefits behooves them to have another one on there and if and but if it does does her original NXT title oh, also right. get that's added? tough gotcha. oh. <laughs> that's tough that's tough that's why I, I couldn't necessarily agree also i don't know why this is so this actually messes with the rules completely but like i feel like if it's on the mania card possibly and if it's on the NXT card no way is that weird that that's kind of an outlier yeah. too there's something about it being at mania and it legitimizes the belt and you're like no I wait mean, but if they wrestle at Takeover. 
Charlotte has Charlotte technically even cashed in her Survivor Series win because she didn't get a title match at WrestleMania. Maybe they wrestle at Takeover and Charlotte's still involved in the finish of of, uh, of the Raw match or something at WrestleMania because oh. she hasn't because she didn't get her WrestleMania title match yet for the Rumble. Oh, I understand what you mean. Like she won the right to have a title match at WrestleMania, so she just agrees to wrestle Rhea Ripley at sure. Takeover. At, at Takeover, it ends up being a Takeover. She actually hasn't cashed in. She comes on at the beginning of WrestleMania or right before the match or something, yeah. cuts a promo, be in her gear, yeah. going, no, actually, I'm cashing in. That's a that's a cool way to, like, without a briefcase, to enter a match. Yeah. Could be interesting. Why do you have to decide? Just decide at the last minute. Yeah. What's next, Jim? Jeremiah asks, how do you think AEW's no writers policy is going, and could the show use a more unified voice? Um... I don't know if they need like writers per se, but I think that the more, I mean, at some point. You don't think they have writers at all? They must. No, Tony Khan's out there doing it himself. He's like, he's like taking more and more control. I'm sure that there are people who nominal, who like functionally write, who like construct the script for the tech side and stuff, but I don't, I have no idea. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's working out fine so far, but at some point you, you know, I think that's the, the direction that ever, that they'll be pulled. and. I mean, I think it's like with anything else you want, like, sure, they'd be better off if they had like good writers, you right. know, and they had like a functional, like creative process. But is is that feasible? Who knows? They just need Dan Black. There you go. Just Dan. Dan to come and be like, yo, it would be hilarious if you do this. <laughs> yeah. Dan Black <laughs> and Dan like just all the Dans. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, speaking of writing, Dylan Times wants to know, will you write another book about wrestling? I thought about it. I sure thought about it. Uh, we'll see. You got some interesting. That's a no, huh? That's a no. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> tough to carve out that much time in my life right now, but we'll see. There you go, Dylan. Uh, I got to run. We got time for one okay. more. Why are we not seeing Cena Edge? Because <laughs> um, both of them deserve better than what the other person could give them. Is that too tough? Is that too? Con no, that too it's a valid point. I think yeah. Uh, I think they both need a slightly Springer chicken to go with. Yeah. To dance with. It's amazing how many of these... I mean, Edge coming back is a huge deal, but it's but like at the same time, like MVP and Matt Hardy played role, important roles on Raw. It's unbelievable. I actually love the consistency. I, I love how they're talking. When I was there when Matt Hardy came out and was talking about Edge and kind of making mention of how they were friends and how they had a fractured past. Mm -hmm. It's great. I love when they go into the well like that. Oh my God, it's so great. Um, cool. We got to get out of here. Skyler, thank you for doing this. My pleasure. Do your plugs. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is on every Sunday night at 9 p.m. on NBC. Our first two episodes have aired. They're on Hulu and YouTube. And catch up with us on NBC. It's a really great show. I love being on it. Awesome. Right. And I'll be in Tom Gunn Live February 29th in Los Angeles. It's so funny. Out. It sounds like you're lying. It sounds like a bit, <laughs> but it's true. Especially February 29th, because that happens but and once every March, four years. Yeah, and March, yeah, exactly. It sounds fake. That's what Sal always said. And March 7th, we're bringing back Point Break Live. Oh, damn. Really? Come on out. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, I do this podcast and a couple other podcasts. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, listen to the press box. We got a lot of politics to talk about. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. 